Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is yet another edition of East Coast Bias. The boys are back by popular demand on the Ring of Gambling show on FanDuel TV. We got our pals, Raheem Palmer, Joe House, yours truly, JJ Johnson-Stremski, as we are smack dab right in the middle of July. We'll have some thoughts from our buddy Joe House a little bit later on, and we'll compare notes on our British Open cards, the final major of the golf season, so we'll have you covered on that. Our boy Raheem might be taking a bow about his Yankees to miss the postseason bet. What a disgrace they are, keeping me up late at night on a Monday, driving me to drink, making me insane. But, fellas, let's begin and let's start with the NFL because we are getting closer and closer to training camps. I can smell it. I can taste it. Football is starting to get in the air. There's no doubt. And before we get into some of these wagers that we may have placed, and uh, there's one particular panelist who has quite a few wagers that he would like to share with us. I'm not going to unveil who that is. You'll have to maybe find out or look at our body language, and that might tell a tale of what we're talking about. We did have football news, though, late in the weekend, early this week, that could have some ramifications on what we see in the AFC. DeAndre Hopkins, the longtime Houston Texan, Arizona Cardinal, does not end up going with a contender, bypasses the Chiefs, bypasses the Buffalo Bills because of salary cap reasons. A lot of people thought he was going to end up with the New England Patriots, the love affair with Bill Belichick. They're dapping it up last year. NFL Films catches it. But DeAndre Hopkins says... Show me the money, baby. And the money was presented by the Tennessee Titans. DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. So, House, Titans get Hopkins. Move the needle. Change your perception on what you think of Tennessee. What was your initial reaction when this news went down over the weekend? Well, JJ, I was slightly disappointed, honestly, because it shines a little bit of a light on Tennessee. And I very quietly wanted to grab Tennessee both on the over for their win total and also for them as a potential winner of that uh, AFC, that putrid AFC South division. Um, but now everybody's going to be looking and, and, and trying to assess what the impact is. The win total for Tennessee on FanDuel uh, Sportsbook right now sits at seven and a half and you know, there's a lot of uh, it, the, the under is juiced. So if you want to bet them to win uh, seven, you have to lay 120. The over is minus 102. I really um, am interested in Tennessee because of their defense and because of Rabel and because of the standard of excellence that they um, mainly have played with for for at least, you know, half a decade. And I, I don't have a perspective, you know, on on Hopkins being uh, a, a big game changer for them uh, offense wise, but he is uh, an asset. I don't mind him chasing the money. Good job by him. And I, I, I think that they are like quietly poised to be uh, contenders in the AFC South. All right, I, I think I'm rolling with house on this. When you look at this Titans team, they've consistently been professional in the Mike Rabel era. I do think DeAndre Hopkins adds a lot to this young receiving core. They have a number one guy. And when you mix that with Derrick Henry, I think anything can happen. So I, I would lean towards playing the Titans over seven and a half wins. I'm still not crazy about this offensive line. I'm still not crazy about the fact that they run so much on early downs. But, I mean, when you look at this bad division, somebody has to win it. So I would lean towards the Titans, but I don't have a definitive play yet. See, I understand that concern about Tennessee. Taylor Lewan finding his way into podcast world, finding his way into retirement. Curly has not been the same guy over the last couple of years. The all pro he once was over and done with. That said, when Derrick Henry was on the field, fellas, He's still a beast. Like, I, I think a lot of people were expecting, okay, because of the nature of the position and the way guys just inevitably break down at running back, all right, this is going to be the end of Derrick Henry. I was thinking it last year. I'm like, all right, we're fading the Titans. I know we discussed this when we did East Coast Bias last year. We were down on them. I think we had them as unders. We bet them to miss the playoffs. We had to sweat that one out until the final game of the regular season. But... When Derrick Henry was out there, 
he was still Superman. He was still incredible. And here's my thing, Raheem. Look, I think the Titans are flawed. There's no doubt. The offensive line, to your point, I'm not a Ryan Tannehill guy. Listen, I've seen my fair share of Ryan Tannehill when he was a quarterback of my team with the Miami Dolphins. And you throw in their defense, maybe taking a step back. I do think, though, that they're in the right division. I, I, Raheem, there's something to be said for that, right? Like, if you put Tennessee in the AFC East, they'd be like, I'm out on the Titans. If you put Tennessee in the AFC West, they'd be like, nah, no interest. When I look at the AFC South, okay, Jacksonville, they're the team to beat. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, but they're not Kansas City. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not ready to bow down and crown the Jacksonville Jaguars and throw them bouquets quite yet after a nine-win season. I'm out on the Colts. I'm clearly out on the Houston Texans. So I, I guess what I'm getting at here is there's maybe opportunity with Tennessee at plus 300 to win a division if you're not all in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Somebody has to win this division and this is a really bad division, so why not take a shot on something at plus money as opposed to laying 155 with the Jaguars? So I get it. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm going to bet ten Tennessee to go over their win total. I'm going to bet Tennessee to make the playoffs. I'm going to bet Tennessee to win their division. They were 6-6 six and six when Tannehill played. They were 1-4 and four when he didn't play. Uh, Derrick Henry averaged five yards, uh, over five yards a carry, right on his number. Um, th this season, um, they were seven and three to, to start the year. Like they're, they're, they're legit. They're professional. They're a professional organization. The one week link was the general manager. They fired his ass during the season last year after whatever that AJ Brown fiasco was. I just don't think that that's a team that folds up tent. They're not in a hurry to bring in Will Levis. I don't, I don't believe. So I think that there's a little value. I only need them to get to eight wins. I think eight wins would be fine for winning that division. The Jacksonville Jaguars caught uh, a, a very tough schedule comparatively, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, Tennessee's schedule is very favorable as lined up against uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got a hard one. So I, I, I like Tennessee. I and think coaching it's a nice matters, fellas. Listen, I love Mike Vrabel. You want to tell me he's old school? You want to tell me that his offenses are a little prehistoric? That's, that's fine. His teams, more often than not, win games and find themselves in the playoffs. And even last year, Raheem, they were basically starting me and you at quarterback in the final game of the year against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they almost won that game, all things considered. So I do think Tennessee value there a plus 300 to win a division. I want to hit on this, Raheem. The Patriots dropped the ball here. The Patriots in a division where you got talent and skill positions galore all over the place. You got digs. Say what you want about what he's got going on in Buffalo. You got Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddell in Miami. You got Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall with the New York Jets. The Patriots had an opportunity to go and get themselves a number one receiver. They didn't do it. The Patriots, you could tell me all you want about Belichick. You could tell me all you want about Bill O'Brien coming in and fixing the offense. Outside of Stevenson, they have nobody on that offense that scares me. The Patriots missed the boat by not signing DeAndre Hopkins stream. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I like I, that was a move that I expected them to make. And it just it's mind boggling. Honestly, I just think the moves that since that the Patriots have made since Tom Brady has left, it's just I just don't trust this organization anymore. And I'm wondering if Bill Belichick, his time has passed. This is going to be funny because all of this is a great prelude to our conversations we have coming up here on East Coast Bias. We're doing all of the NFL divisions in the upcoming several weeks, and we've already touched on, on some of this. We had a very hot AFC East conversation a couple of weeks ago, JJC. I only need the New England Patriots to get to eight wins to cash an over ticket. They're sitting there at seven and a half. And it's a glass half full versus glass half empty kind of uh, approach. Uh, and, 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 and dreams, uh, you know, characterization of it is right on the money. Do you trust this organization or not? This is the wager that you're being asked to make. I think uh, New England is being undervalued in the market. And I, I don't um, disagree with the idea that Hopkins would have been 
a terrific safety blanket for Mac Jones. And we, there, there is, there needs to be some kind of mechanism for Mac Jones, but you know, I, I have a kind of confidence and a trust in new England rewriting last season and, and circling all of that mishap mistake missed approach and correcting it this season. So glass half full for me on new England, I understand the criticism of them not grabbing nuke, but I also think that they're poised for kind of a surprise. Yeah. Interesting though, those AFC East teams, all four of them. And we'll get to this when we do our preview and we're looking into the over-unders for every single one, the schedules for the AFC East, they are tricky, very tricky because you got all those games within the division there's no layup within the division. There's no Houston Texans twice. There's no Arizona Cardinals twice where you know, hey, I can bank two wins right out of the gate. Then you throw in the fact that you're playing Philadelphia and Dallas. Those are two top-notch teams. The Giants were a playoff team a year ago. So what I'm getting at here is that you could see all of the win totals within the AFC East maybe down a couple of notches where let's say 10 or 11, who knows? maybe wins that division and you got a whole lot of back and forth and counterpunch, counterpunch type deal. And that's something to keep in mind when you look into win totals across the board, which will not be easy. Schedule matters. We talk about that all the time when you're looking into win totals. And sometimes if you see the future, you can read it properly. So that's just getting us warmed up. It's nice. DeAndre Hopkins signs and it's a perfect transition for the boys here at East Coast Bias. Now, full disclosure, I've only made one of NFL bet as of right now. And I made it maybe about seven Casamigos deep down at Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I was feeling it. Uh, and that, that this is not even the bet I want to bring up. But when we come back, someone who did not have seven Casamigos when he was making all of his NFL wagers, or maybe he did, I don't know. We'll have to find out about that. One of our panelists has a couple of NFL bets he wants to share with the group. I look forward to this. That's coming up next. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Mr. House. I know you're excited. I know you're fired up. You have a lot of NFL bets you want to share with the group. So I'm going to let you take the stage. The light is shining upon you, my friend. The floor is yours. Take it away. Well, JJ, this is in the spirit of my enthusiasm because I, I know what we have in front of us. And God bless the NFL and these markets for pushing out the schedule a lot. When they do, they allow for a lot of strength of schedule analysis. The homie Warren Sharp is all over it. He's got his rest advantage. He's got strength of, of schedule stuff out there. And then from there, you can start really mapping out uh, a pathway to different kinds of, of, of win totals, division bets, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to do this comprehensively. But as the stuff comes out, I just like to have a little taste because I want to you know, try and catch a little closing line value. That's one of, of, of Dream's uh, lessons to me. Get in on the market ahead and see if you can beat the market on a price. So I'm just going to share a few of, of the wagers that I jumped in on. Now, my, my card right now 
has uh, north of 25 Whoa. wagers Whoa. already. But a lot of them, they're, 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 they're correlated. Like, you know, if you if you like an over on somebody like New England, then I have them making the playoffs and I have them, you know, as a tiny bit on them making the division. So really it's only, you know, five or six teams that I'm looking at and then wagering a handful of different ways. You know, I, I felt like I got a little bit of value by moving on Baltimore before Lamar Jackson um, re-signed, right? Because those prices were were higher before he re-signed. I felt like it was a reasonable bet, reasonable bet to go ahead and and speculate a little bit in that market before he jumped back in. So th- th- those kinds of things um, are are what populate my card right now. But I want to pick up on a couple of the themes that you hit, JJ, very very wisely, right? A lot of what you're looking at this time of year is opportunities presented by the math. And one of my favorite bets on the wager, uh, I mean, on on the card right out of the box is the Seattle Seahawks to make the playoffs. Now this, this, this thing, um, you know, has some, some speculation coming in. The price has moved a little bit right now. It's available on FanDuel at minus 122. And what I, what I like about the position that Seattle is in is the combination of what they've done in the off season, what they showed us last year. But I particularly like the the math. The NFC is not that easy to get to seven teams for the playoffs. It's a little bit more uh, of a challenge coming up with seven. The AFC is the polar opposite. And we're going to talk about the AFC in a second. But this is an opportunity. You fade the NFC South. You say the NFC South is only going to get one team. If you like, uh, you know, you, you you don't anticipate three teams coming out of the NFC East again. I don't. I have Dallas and Philly in pencil. That's fine. That feels reasonable. And then, you know, on on the on the West, to me, San Francisco. Sure, I'm fine with that. Um, but nobody else in the West. And then you have to really have a conviction about what you want to do with the North. Do you do you you're you're in the the the, the uh, soft territory of Minnesota, who won last year. We're all predicting regression. Detroit, everybody's darling. Okay, they were right on the cusp of making the playoffs last year. I'm fine with that. And then what? What? What is Green Bay going to be? So I feel like there's there's a, a a a place for Seattle to make the playoffs. I don't mind laying uh, the juice. Their their division games. They have four games against the Rams and the Cardinals. So love that. You know that that that's great. Their defense improved. They did a great job in the offseason. They brought back Bobby Wagner, the best linebacker in the NFL against the run. That's very important for them because they had a bad run defense last year. They brought in Jaron Reed, another plus run defender. They got a nice cornerback with the fifth overall uh, pick, the kid from uh, Illinois, uh, Devin Weatherspoon, right? And then on the skill positions, we all know uh, that – that, um, Metcalf and Lockett and Geno Smith, they were all clicking. Um, and 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 uh Kenneth Walker the third was out there running. And what they did was build up around that. You know, they had a great opportunity and they seized it with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Terrific receiving core. Now you're starting to look at that receiving core and say, this one is kind of in this. Do we do we dare mention this receiving core in the same breath as Cincinnati? Maybe, right? And then the running back they got from uh UCLA. Zach Charbonnet, a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. I just like what they did across the board. I like the opportunity for them as one of the seven. It doesn't feel like a uh, that big of a math challenge to, to me. And I am, am appreciate the improvement on the defensive side of the ball. That's my case for Seattle making the playoffs. Minus 122, fellas. Dream Give me an endorsement. Give so me an I actually endorsement, had a Dream. question for you because I actually like the Seattle Seahawks over eight and a half wins. How about them plus 200 to win the division? I know you said you have a lot of best correlated. Are you on the eight, over eight and a half wins? And are you on them to win a division as well? Yes. No surprise. And yes. And part of that. Now, look, I don't want to spoil all of our divisional previews, right? But I have serious concerns about San Francisco and the quarterback position. I feel like we are really just, you know, giving this 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 blanket endorsement of of Kyle Shanahan and what he's been able to muster skill wise at every position on offense. San Francisco is so loaded 
You can talk yourself into overlooking the quarterback position, but Sam Darnold is going to have to play football for the San Francisco 49ers this year. It is indisputable that that is the case. And we don't have any evidence that Sam Darnold is a successful NFL quarterback. So I kind of like the opportunity there. There feels like there's a little arbitrage opportunity available with Seattle at that plus 200 number dream. So I'm, to answer your question, it's a yes and a yes. Over on the win total, and, and, and I'm on so the I division as well. So I endorse your Seattle make the playoffs pick. One caveat. You got to tell me that Geno Smith is going to be the guy he was last year and not the guy he was for the other stretch of his NFL career. And clearly Seattle invested in Geno Smith. They believe in Geno Smith. And I give Geno a lot of credit. He played really good football for the Seahawks and getting them into the postseason. If you look at the numbers and the analytics, which I do from time to time, I'm not one of these nerds that's drooling every analytic stat, but the deep passing rate, Geno Smith and Tua were one and two as far as that is concerned, which is crazy to think about. I don't think a whole lot of people would say, wow, Geno Smith and Tua were one and two as far as yards per pass and completion and all that sort of stuff. So a monster season a year ago for Geno Smith. Okay, House, you got an endorsement for me on Seattle make the playoffs. That's number one. Number two. You know, I'm coming right into your backyard, JJ. And I know it's the hottest topic uh, in town. I know it's something that's going to keep everybody occupied there in the metropolitan area uh, for the next several months. Uh, I'm here to announce that I had the New York Jets missing the playoffs at plus odds. It was at plus 125 when I purchased this ticket. It is now all the way down to plus 110 on FanDuel. So I think some people are like-minded. And really, again, this goes to the challenge of the math problem that the Jets have. The AFC is loaded. There's only room for seven teams in the AFC. In the NFC, it's like, how do I find my seven teams? In the AFC, I have 10 teams fighting for, for seven spots. You already touched on it a little bit in the conversation about the missed boat with New England. That uh, AFC East conference is going to be a full bare knuckle brawl. I mean, it's going to be every single one of those games are, are going to be significant challenges. And really for me, the problem with the jets is the first half of, of their schedule. It is a murderer's row. They open with the bills. Then they go down to Dallas. Then they have the Patriots at home. That's never a, a you don't put pencil that in. They have the chiefs. They're at Denver at Denver sucks at Denver is super hard every year. They have uh, uh, the Eagles at home. Now they do have get to play the Giants, you know, in the in this in the comforts of of their own home stadium. And then it's the Chargers, and I think that's a Monday Night Football uh, game. Now the second half of the schedule is better, and it's also the case that they have a rest advantage that's better than any other team in the NFL. And Warren Sharp mapped this out a little bit. They have nice, you know, they they, they come into these games with with a rest advantage over their opponents. Uh, they have the Raiders, the Falcons, the C words, uh, all in the second half of, of the schedule, but they also, uh, they, the Texans are in the second half also, but they, both of their games against the dolphins are in the second half of the schedule and they still have a bills game. They end the season at new England. And so I don't think it's like really sacrilege to say that they're, they, they're, they're only a nine win team. I don't think nine wins is going to be enough. You're in a, you're in tiebreaker land. Um, in the AFC because of how challenging the entire conference is going to be all season long. I like the Jets to miss the playoffs at plus money dreams. I like that bet, but the way I'm approaching it is that I want to see if they survive those first five games or rather the first six games because they have the Eagles in week six. I think there's going to be some value on the Jets to make the playoffs if they can survive that stretch. So that's where I'm looking. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. I love that. And that's a nice here to me is the million dollar question with the Jets. They go and get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, for a good chunk of last year, you want to tell me he was hurt? Fine. Maybe it's his age, but he looked like a guy who was pushing 40 years old. Two years ago, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the league. He's swinging a ball down the field, he's leading the Green Bay Packers to the number one overall seed. So, I think it's a monumental if to what Aaron Rodgers are we going to get. Now, I know in New York, the conversation is, well, 
the Jets had one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. They had Zach Wilson. So even if they get last year's Aaron Rodgers, in theory, that's much better than what you have with Zach Wilson. That may be true, but then there are other questions. Is the defense going to go and force more turnovers? What does the Jet offensive line look like? What does Brees Hall look like after coming back off a torn ACL? And we saw with Saquon Barkley, it took Saquon a full calendar year to get his body right because in 2021, he was a shell of the player he used to be. And we saw last year, Saquon Barkley was an absolute beast for the New York Giants, of course. So to me, the Jets are in a very tough predicament in the conference. I kind of think they're a nine or a 10 win team. I'm not going anywhere near house maker miss the playoffs. Cause it, it, it's just kind of in that, like no man's land to me. It, it just is. I, I would not be surprised if jets won the AFC East. I would not be surprised if the jets missed the playoffs. Does that make sense? Cause that's kind of where I see them right now. It definitely makes sense. The one thing I want to push back on is Aaron Rodgers. He lost Devontae Adams last year and that receiving core dropped the seventh highest passes in the NFL last year. So I think Devontae Adams leaving had a lot to do with it. I think the receiving core for the Jets is much better. Obviously, you have Garrett Wilson. Obviously, you bring Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb over. You have Corey Davis. I think the receiving core is going to make Aaron Rodgers better. The concern I have is the offensive line. Can they protect Aaron Rodgers? If they can, they're a playoff team. If they can't, he's going out like Brett Favre. He's going to get hurt, and he's going to be done in the the Jets are going to miss the postseason. Yeah, and that's one thing that Aaron Rodgers at the end of last year started getting that chemistry with Christian Watson and whatnot, but he was also a guy, it was clear, guys, he did not want to get hit. You could see it at the end of the season when there were situations where the old Aaron Rodgers is maybe dancing around a little bit longer, making him... This version of Aaron Rodgers does not want to get hit. And I understand it. He's 40 years old. He's father time. It gets there. All right, House, we got one more that you're going to share with the audience. Cause right now I'm in on Seattle. I'm staying away from the jet one. I'm not endorsing. I don't hate it. I'm kind of lukewarm when it comes to that pick the last one. I am looking at the Los Angeles Rams under six and a half wins. Now this one is another one where I feel good about the way that the price has, has moved. I got this at minus minus one twenty. It is now minus minus one thirty four. On the FanDuel Sportsbook, this is another one of the the, the sort of math challenges. Um, it's the combination of the Rams and the division that they're in, because I think Seattle and San Francisco are, are vastly superior. But it's also the challenge for the Rams. They they the the NFC West plays the AFC North this coming year. So this, the, the Rams, this is another one where I'm mapping out the schedule and I'm looking for wins for them. They start off at Seattle, then they're home against San Francisco, then they're at Cincinnati. That is a punch right in the face for a team that is in transition, that, that has lost a bunch of skill players. They, they have a game on the road at Indianapolis. Like, I'm not ready to just concede that out of the box. That's a 50-50 game. They're home against Philadelphia. That feels like a loss. They're, they're uh Home against Arizona, home against Pittsburgh. That's not a one that I'm giving them. They're at Dallas and at Green Bay. It's just another tough start to, to a schedule. But I feel like this is a team that has told us some things about itself in the in the offseason. And this is a team that I have penciled. You, you, you mentioned the age of Aaron Rodgers and all the knocks, um, the, the, the risk to, to, to Rodgers. I think Matthew Stafford is a good candidate for, for a potential trade uh, this upcoming season. I think if we get one of these teams that are contenders that have their eyes on, on, you know, great things this upcoming season and a quarterback gets dinged, that happens every single year that Matthew Stafford could be on the move. He doesn't make any sense in this iteration of the Rams. I honestly wonder why we didn't hear kind of more about the potential of, of Stafford making a move in the off season. But I think once the season gets started and we see some of these teams, um, you know, that, that have real aspirations. I mean, I'm sorry to say this right out of the box, JJ, but if, if Tua gets dinged in the first five games of this NFL season, Matthew Stafford or, or in Tom Miami. Brady. I mean, those are the two names you'll guarantee. If, if something happens, <laughs> sure. sure, get ready. Those are the only two names you're going to hear. 
I mean, that's right. Like it, it makes sense to me. So all this sets up to me. Now I have the utmost respect for Sean McVay. I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's not too early to start speculating on the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. We know one contender is the Arizona Cardinals who are absolutely, uh, you know, in this deadly stuck position with Kyler Murray, they have the worst win total in the entire NFL Arizona and who knows how they're going to solve the Kyler Murray problem. But I think the Rams quietly could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes that would really capture the imagination of the fan base. You know, Kroenke doesn't mess around and, and, you know, uh, they put them right back on the map. Sean McVay with Caleb Williams and, and the kids right there at USC. He doesn't have to even really relocate. I mean, could, could make a lot of sense. So I'm under, I'm on the Rams under six and a half wins. This I year. think that's a great bet. This, this team just doesn't have a lot of talent. Obviously you trade Jalen Ramsey, who, I mean, he, he probably wasn't the, the same quarterback that he was, but still elite in some ways. Uh, it's just, they didn't make any free agent moves. I mean, you still got Aaron Donald, but I just don't like this team at all. Honestly, I think they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I think you could probably take a flyer on them having the worst record. I actually think the Arizona Cardinals might be a little bit better than them just because at least they, they have some guys over there. I, I just not seeing a lot of talent on the Rams. They are very much a team in transition. You still see top level talent on the team in Cooper cup coming off an injury, Aaron Donald, back nine of his career, and Stafford, listen, I have no idea what you're getting out of Stafford. Uh, I, I would play under. I would endorse that play as an under. The only problem I have with these NFC teams, the conference is just not very good. And when you have two games with the Arizona Cardinals and a good coach, Sean McVay, maybe it gets hairy and dicey at the end of the year, but let's put it this way. I don't think the LA Rams are finding their way into the postseason. So two out of three, House, not too bad. I'll live with it. And and just to really put the fine point on the Jets bet, it's the plus money aspect of it. Plus 125 when I got it. That was the thing that was compelling to me. It felt like a little bit of a head. Totally get it. Now sentiment. on FanDuel, we're going to have NBA win totals. They're not out yet. They will be coming out in the next few days. Whenever they do, the boys are going to give you one team to identify, to pounce on, to attack immediately. You want to make sure you follow our advice. Like, like pounce immediately. That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, boys, so in the next few days, our friends at FanDuel are going to be dropping NBA regular season win totals uh, now that most of the dust has settled uh, with NBA free agency. I know there are still a couple of moves that might be made, and you know maybe there's a big Dame Lillard trade coming down the pike, but be that as it may, FanDuel will be ready to drop these at your earliest convenience. House, I, I know you are managing the markets. Raheem, you are managing the markets. Uh, Raheem, I'm going to start with you. Team that we should pounce on from an over-under perspective as soon as these totals come out. Who would it be? Mm, I actually have a couple that I like. 
Let's go Minnesota Timberwolves over 43 and a half games. I think this team is primed for improvement. You saw the way they performed in the postseason last year. They had some injuries last year. Cat missed a bunch of games. I think they're a team that you go over on. Interesting. Now, we we all, as a group, tried to um, handicap how the West is going to behave. It seems like, based on the combination of free agency and the draft, that there are less easy games in the West now, even though it's hard to sort out how good the West is going to be at the top. It, it, it has a very competitive middle, it feels like now, the West, because you're talking about uh, everybody has Oklahoma City on the come up. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, um, what, what version of the new Orleans Pelicans are we going to get? Uh, and you know, wh where are teams like golden state, the Lakers, we, we have them, you know, penciled in, but house Phoenix going to play out. So I, 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 that number feels right to me that Minnesota 43, and a half. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't hate they the won over, though, They there. won 42 games think, last year. And everything and went wrong. I, I yeah. agree yeah. with Raheem. Everything went wrong for the Timberwolves. I like the intestinal fortitude of a lot of guys on that team. Now, again, you still have the whole dynamic of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, which is problematic, and I understand that. But everything went against them. They ended up, what, 42 wins, Raheem? I think they yeah, went 42 wins, and Cat missed, like, almost two months. Yeah. If you look, ton, it's yeah. crazy now. You used to get these totals, guys, with the top teams, high 50s, low 60s. You don't see that anymore. I mean, the highest total I bet you're going to get if you start reading and looking into the markets, Denver and Boston, and they're going to be in the mid 50s. I mean, it just goes to show you a different world in the NBA, teams not putting as much pedal to the metal in the regular season. So you want to be aware of that. The one I like, guys, and I always like going with the bottom feeder team to go and get a lower number and then have them go and make some noise. I like what the Indiana Pacers have done this offseason. I really do. I think they're a well-coached team. I think they're ready to make a little bit of a climb in the Eastern Conference, and it's juiced probably right out of the gate. But I'm seeing how it's 35 and a half for the Indiana Pacers, who've had a nice little offseason. They've added to the team. They uh, got a guy like Halliburton who could go and be the guy. The OB Toppin pickup, I think, is going to help him, even though, listen, didn't get much burn with the Knicks. You're going to see him get a lot more burn playing alongside Mr. Halliburton, and he's going to get buckets. What do you think about the Pacers at 35 and a half? Not only do I like that over, but one of my absolute favorite bets and something I've already invested in, and I might go double down again, is Rick Carlisle's coach of the year. Because you're looking for a team that's been, you know, quiet for a little while that makes a, a sudden jump up into a level of, of competitive, an echelon of competitiveness. I think the Pacers are so well poised to make that leap, to make a, a, a jump of potentially 10 to 12 games. And it's part of why, you know, when I look at the way that the East is, is set up, I, I have the Pacers in that middle bulge right now. My that Rick Carlisle number is like 33 to one or 34 to one to win coach of the year. Um, you know, I, I was like, I, I, I absolutely adore that. There are several coaches. Joe Missoula has better odds than Rick Carlisle to win coach of the year. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? So I really love that Pacers pick. And I love that number. Uh, on on the overside, and I'm on that Carlisle like coach that. of the year bet as well. I'm a little scared of that one. I'm not going to lie to you. Just because when you look at the history of coach of the year, they tend to be a top-tier seed. Now, Tom Thibodeau won it in 2021 when his, his team was just 41-31. He probably won it from Monty Williams, who got it the next year. But for the most part, you're looking at the records of these teams, they're in the high 50s and 60s. And the Indiana Pacers, they have a win total of 35 and a half. So I got to push back on that one a little bit, House. But I do like the over on the Indiana Pacers win total. I, I It's totally reasonable, Dream. I, when you look at those coach of the year odds, the guy from Oklahoma City has the best odds to win. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not, they're going to be middle of the pack in the West. And I, I, I was just measuring the value of a team that's been lower tier that could jump up into the middle and, and make a playoff appearance and maybe, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. That was really the thesis for the, for the Carlisle. Plus he's Rick Carlisle. He's been pretty good. He's got a pretty good career as an NBA head coach. 
Uh, but that is not the team that I have circled as my early mover in these win totals. And again, it feels like I'm pandering here to JJ and the New York media market, although I did try and fade the Jets. I'm on the Knicks. I really, th- the, the Knicks are in the market right now at 43 That's a and total. a half wins That's is what I, what I see out there. It feels, yeah. does that feel low? They won 47 last year. Now, I think some of it might be like Tibbs fatigue, the uncertainty around Randall. But, dude, it's it's Villanova North. They brought back DiVincenzo, uh back to the East Coast. They got your boy Hart. Brunson is there. Those guys are, are, are going to cook. And to me, it's glass half full with Brunson. I believe it's Brunson's team. I think what they did in terms of, you know, finding an identity, they're, they're, they're still a relatively young team. And if Brunson can further put his own thumbprint on this team, it becomes the Brunson team. I know the city of New York wants it to be the Brunson team and not the Randall team. You only need me to get to 44 wins uh, with the uncertainty with some of these other teams. Like Philadelphia is not even on the board right now because nobody knows what's going to happen um, with their situation. There's a lot of uncertainty in the East. You know, Washington is going to be feeding wins to a bunch of teams. Um, I I like the Knicks. And, I love and it. Just getting to 44. I that love it. Feel like because listen, they play hard every night. Jalen Brunson plays. He plays through injuries. He's a winning player. He's an ascending player. I have no problem investing my eggs in the Jalen Brunson basket. And I know Tibbs fatigue can be something that's questioned. We saw regression from the Knicks after they made the playoffs two years ago. I think it's different this time around because of Brunson. I think they're in the mid forties. All right, boys, when we come back, it's British open time. Final major of the year House, There was a pick I loved and now I have some cold feet. So I got to get back in the lab. I'll explain that's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Open time. House, there was one bet I, I made, actually, and then I heard comments from this particular golfer about his history in this major, and you know you need to play a certain style. You know it's a certain MO you got to have in order to be an open champion. I thought Matthew Fitzpatrick at 40-1 to 1 was like a juicy number, and then I heard him the other day, I never play well here. I'd be happy if I'm in the top 30. The minute I heard that out, I'm like, why did I bet this guy? I don't want to hear that before the tournament. Come on, man. Well, and here's the problem with Matthew Fitzpatrick, JJ. Um, He has a very good history on Lynx courses, but he missed the cut last week at the Genesis, and he had previously been one of the the the, the, the best performers uh, at, at the Genesis at the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club out in uh, uh, North Berwick, Scotland. Um, so I I think you need to be cautious with Fitzpatrick. I mean that you know golf is finicky and fickle, so week to week, who knows? But. There was a bunch of guys that missed the cut last week that you might be interested in building out your card. This is my favorite time of year because it's such a quiet moment on the sports calendar and we get coffee golf. You get to wake up in the morning, get your coffee, put it on and they're across the pond. They're in, you know, full, full zip up clothes. And, and, you know, um, there will be rain. It's going to rain every day. It seems uh, over there. This is in, in England uh, at Royal Liverpool. I'm sorry to do this, you know, my very favorite bet at the U.S. Open was Scotty Scheffler, top five. It is He is plus odds, once again, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think it's like plus 175, plus 185 for Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top five at the Open Championship. He has seven consecutive top five finishes and something in, and, and well into the double digits 
of top 15 finishes. He hasn't finished outside the top 15 since October of last year in any golf tournament that he's played in. We, everybody in the in the uh, you know assessment of this, you're starting to put him in Tiger Woods kind of categories because of that level of consistency. And it's the it's the ball striking. The only knock that anybody can muster on Scheffler, and he's he's well aware of it, is his putting. But the putting tends to get negated on these golf courses because they have to keep the greens slower to accommodate the fact that there might be you know wind that that really drives things crazy so so guys who might not be great putters can go across the pond and win Colin Morikawa being you know a great example of this so Scheffler in the top five is the house you know uh, ironclad lock of the week I'm sorry for coming in here so so chalky but you know you could go and look at a bunch of guys that have performed well Lynx courses I expect all of them to be uh, competitive Tommy Fleetwood's going to play well here he has a lot of experience at this venue Cyril Hatton who had a good uh, Scottish Open is going to be good at this Rory just won the Scottish Open you, you better have some allocation to Rory top 10 at least uh and then you know um some of the old heads guys like justin rose and adam scott are guys with very distinguished links records both of those guys missed the cut last week so maybe i love a little it justin rose a play i have eyed up 60 to 1 to win this tournament good number on justin rose what do you think about speed really quick house he plays well in these conditions in the past does he not he has an extraordinary Lynx record. He has over the past 10 years, his record on Lynx courses puts him in the top three, very upper echelon of strokes gained against, you know, his, his competitors. The problem with Jordan speed this year is it's, it feels like it's all or nothing. He either finishes in the top five or he missed the cut. He missed the cut last week at the Scottish open a place where he'd played well previously. So maybe this is the week for the top five. You're going to get some value on a top five on Jordan Spieth. And it fits what I think us as golf fans want to see. We like to see Jordan Spieth on Sunday competitive in, in, in the British Open. I like it's the sound of that. JJ. Jordan Spieth at 30 to one. I'm getting in on Justin Rose at 60 to one. And yeah, I feel like I donated a Matthew Fitzpatrick, but chef won the top five house. I tailed you in the U S open ended up being beneficial. I will do the exact same thing in the final major of the year. Before we say goodbye, I think I'm going to let our guy go a little bit. Maybe I'm trying to reverse jinx this. Maybe I'm trying to mush him a little bit. I'll explain. It's coming up. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, before we say goodbye, the All-Star festivities last week were great. Uh, I think my body is now finally recovered from the transition of West Coast to East Coast, all the madness with the Derby and the All-Star game. You know, Raheem, a few weeks ago, you gave out my New York Yankees to miss the postseason. And since you've given out that bet, all the Yankees have continued to do is lose and lose and crash and burn fashion. There's no word on Aaron judge and his timetable and his return. Is there still value on the New York Yankees to miss the postseason? I wouldn't lay it at this point. We got it at plus 190 when we gave it out. Now it's minus 150 with that extra wild card position. I don't like, I don't like laying juice here. They're only two and a half games behind. I still think they're a sinking ship without Aaron Judge. They're three and seven in their last 10 games. The bullpen doesn't even look the same at this point. You saw them blow the game the other night against Otani. Boone is making some mind-boggling decisions. I think management is is a real like problem. Like pitching right to now. Shohei Otani yesterday. I mean, embarrassing. Embarrassing. And the logic was even worse. And, and I got these dopes in the New York media telling me, oh, he's 
He's such a good manager. They win 90 games. The guy stinks. He's one of the worst managers he, in he baseball. He does stink. The sooner Every he gets fired night. and the sooner Brian Cashman gets fired, the better off the Yankees are going to be. There you go. Every single night, he makes mind-boggling pitching decisions. I mean, I'm watching the Yankees at times, and they're, they're, they have a 3-4 run lead, and the, the starting pitcher is rolling, and then they take him out for the bullpen, and the bullpen blows it. So this Yankees team isn't going anywhere. I don't see you guys trading for Shohei Otani at all. So... I, I like the Yankees to miss the postseason, but I wouldn't lay it at minus 150 just because that wild card possibility, it makes it, they're only two and a half games behind right now. So, House, I got a bet for you. You're not going to like it. Baltimore Orioles plus 420 to win the American League East. They are only a game behind Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is scuffling, they are reeling. I think the Orioles are going to be a big player at the trade deadline. I gave out the Orioles to win the World Series, I think, at like 28 to 1 a week or two ago. I might add on the Orioles here at plus 420 to win the AL East. I'm thinking about it. I told you I have a sentimental soft spot for the Orioles, notwithstanding my enormous disdain for the management and ownership of that team. Um, and I have all my friends here in the, in the DMV. I see the Orioles hats popping and you made a very compelling case for why they might go out and grab a, a, another starter, another arm. And the market, um, could have that arm out there. I love the performance of the kid, uh, Adley Rushman, who by the way, looks like he looks like he's 15 Rushman. years old, like seeing him out straight out of central casting. casting. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm on it. I like that plus 420. I'm going to jump in and dabble on it. I'm sorry if I put the stink uh, on the Orioles here uh, to all my Orioles friends. But, JJ, you, you talk know, I'm kind of I'm not going to be Camden Yards in a couple of weeks, although I'm not really bummed because it means I avoid watching the New York Yankees in person. I, I don't need to pay for that. I've done enough of that over the course of this year. All right, for house, Raheem. A couple of weeks ago, I gave you guys the Cincinnati Reds 11 to 1 to win the NL Central, I think you need to hedge that with the Milwaukee Brewers. FanDuel has that minus 175 to win the division. You hedge that, I think you're in a good position. Yeah, good time to do it now. Brewers with a two-game lead. And remember, Cincinnati, good value Raheem gave out at 11-1. So that is a good little hedge number. And the other teams in the division are cooked. Cubs are cooked. Pirates are cooked. And I thought the Cardinals would make a run. They're cooked, too. They can't get anybody out. So two-horse race in that division. When you have 11-1, it's time to hedge for House, for Raheem. JJ signing off. Good job by the Wargon Warrior. Back same time, same place next week. We out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.